and welcome to the Irish Left Archive podcast. I'm Inga Story, and with me is Kieran Swan. In this episode, we're joined by Alan Kinsella. Alan will likely be known to any followers of Irish politics as the man behind the Irish Election Literature Collection. He digitises a lot of documents on his website, irishelectionliterature.com, and on social media, as well as having exhibited material several times, including in the National Print Museum, in an exhibition that also included a small selection from the Irish Left Archive, and at Party Ardeshina. He regularly appears in the media as the de facto expert on election material and Irish political ephemera, and has recently started a podcast called The Others, the Alan Kinsler podcast, in which he tells the stories of some of the smaller groups and parties to have stood in elections over the years. There's some really interesting stories in there, so do give a listen to that if you haven't already. Those interested in the left in particular will enjoy the episodes on the Communist Party of Ireland, Marxist-Leninist, and the Waterford People's Party. Alan has also been very generous in donating material to the Irish Left Archive over the years. So we'll be talking to Alan about his collection, how it has developed and the advantages of a wide online network that has spread internationally, how political activity has changed during the COVID-19 pandemic, his podcast The Others and the histories that that explores, and also the state of the contemporary party system since the last election and the current coalition was formed. You'll find Alan's website at irishelectionliterature.com, his Facebook page is Irish Political Ephemera, and he's at electionlit on Twitter. You can visit the Left Archive at leftarchive.ie. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, we'd welcome your feedback and also please do subscribe. So many thanks to Alan for joining us and thank you for listening. Okay, Alan, um, great to have you here and thank you very much for being here as well. Pleasure. Basically, uh, you've been now uh, involved in collection and uh, disseminating this sort of material on the web now and having your own private collection. So maybe you'd like to take us back to where this all started. What triggered this for you in the first place? How did you start this? And then how did that move, in a sense, onto being online? And, and what's the bridge between those two particular areas? I think, I think I've said this a lot of times, but basically uh, back in the day, outside polling stations, they were mad busy and people were, were allowed canvas outside them. And... Uh, so this particular uh, was February 82. Um, we were down voting with my parents and we were outside the polling station and Barry Desmond signed a canvas card uh, to Alan Barry Desmond. And mm-hmm. so I kept that and actually kept the material gathered. All the material back then used to come on election day the, or the day before the Litherum Talcon. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept all that. Um, and then there was the second election in 82. I kept all that material as well. And then people, me, auntie, I'd ask people in school um, and so on. And people just, they, the circle got wider and wider uh, of awesome. people collecting, collecting stuff for me. Um, I would have actually written, physically written to the parties looking for material as well at election time. Not always getting, not always. Right. <laughs> and, and I always thought it funny because it was, um, you know, Josh, Jesus, who, who wants that stuff? And I, I must yeah. be the only one looking for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I always, I always was a bit miffed because uh, when they didn't reply or send me anything, obviously I'm older now and I realise, you know, it's not like I was 12 or 13, that um, they've so much to be doing at election time that uh, yeah. a school, a school child uh, might might fall between the cracks. Future but, voter, uh, though, future voter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a funny thing. And just over time, it, it grew. And in college, you get you get a more uh, a wider circle of people in mm. the country and all the rest. So you got got so, and it kind of got to the stage then, like um, in the late eighties, where uh, some was like um, football cards or something. You wanted to have something from every TD, every yeah. uh, group elected to the doll. So you know, the late eighties. Oh, great! I have Ross Common Action Group, uh, the Hospital Action Group. I have Independent. Wow. Fans. I have Fianna Fáil, I have, you know, that you want yeah. to tick all the boxes. Oh, I have Tony Gregory stuff as well. Now, yeah. I don't have this season's, but I have, have from last season's and so on. So there was a, a bit of, I suppose that's with every collector. There's a kind of, you want um, everything. everything, but something to represent everything. And that was yeah. one of the things for years. I, I had something from every party that was contesting an election. And you must and, still now have that now. I mean, you must have has something for pretty much every party ever in the oh. state, more or less. Not ever. Um, you know, uh, finding out all sorts of parties that I didn't know existed. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, no. I've, I've that's that's that, that's a peculiarity. I, I was always looking. Um, 
when you know the election results supplements. Hmm. Uh, I was always looking, it wasn't FFFG Labour, it was, I was always looking to see what's that name? What's you know, down the yeah. bottom, the, yeah, that, the real, the real funny ones, yeah, and just getting their material as well. And, and obviously, like from our perspective, of course, we're, we're more focused on the we're completely focused on the left, though the left is a, is a curious spectrum of endeavor as well, but I mean. You're encompassing left, right, middle, and other. You know, I, like it's a huge spectrum of endeavor there, and uh, that must present enormous. I mean, just physically in terms of your collection, uh, do you want to talk us through maybe, like, what it began, what it amassed to, and what it amasses to now, and how do you store it? And <laughs> I, I just spent a few quid on a um, on a thing out the back. Really. Yeah, no, it's oh, a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of weeks to six or eight weeks. Um, that was that was under pressure. As in a shed, or as in a collection unit, or a series. A, a of shed, but I'm gonna, um, but I have, I'm gonna plasticize it and everything. I won't put paper posters out there, but everything else I have in plastic containers, and I can put all the cardboard ones out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they'll last forever. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, but well, they don't actually. Really? Yeah. Um. They start to disintegrate after about twenty years. Um, okay. Sorry. Well, but then again, they, it may have been, but certainly the ones from the late nineties, literally, um, you, you touch them and they kind of start to disintegrate. Really? And the ink is fading on them, I imagine, as well. And uh, well, I, geez, no, this is physically. If you just move physically, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they they would have been, you know, they. It wasn't that I didn't take care of them or anything. Mm. Yeah. But they, they're just bugger. They're just so uh, awkward to to yeah. because you, <coughs> you know yourself. You see them on a lamppost, and you go, oh yeah, and then you actually yeah. have it in your hand, and you can't fit in the car. Yeah. Uh, I think I have a Kieran Perry one somewhere around here. It's sort of up against the wall. I haven't looked at it in recent times, but I'd say it'd be all right. Um, yeah, actually, I used one. Well, one was used to make a gift box to send to somebody right. <laughs> that was wrapped. It was a, it was a, one of these COVID emergencies. You had to mm. send something to somebody. And yeah. um, obviously, where would you get a box? And, yeah. uh, so I cut up, up a, 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 a umpteen posters of certain candidates. Mm. And I cut that. Uh, we made a box from that to, to then seal and post. God, that's they're, very, they're very good. They recycle very well, or upcycle, okay. depending on what you want to call it. Inside tip. Um, so, like, so basically, like, uh, and that just—I mean, even the fact you've had to get a, a bespoke unit out the back for it—it's obviously an enormous volume of material. So then you you moved in a sense from uh, having this as a collection into having this as a collection that you were you were beginning to. Um, I don't want to say publicized, but I'm well, not no, there was, getting there was it out years, there. There was years. Um, I'd be asking, say, I'd be in work or somewhere. Mm. It's one thing where you grow up with people and you're in school and you, you don't have the same inhibitions, but you're in work and you, mm. you're saying, um, you know, that stuff that's coming in your door, you wouldn't keep it for me. Right. And people are yeah. going, what, what do you want that for? Yeah. And um, look, people look at, look at you as if you have two heads as yeah. as as what what would you be doing with that? Um, mm-hmm. And then over time, then you just get confidence when you realise what you. I suppose it was it was around two thousand and five. I actually realised what I had. Mm. Um, I'd just been keeping it and keeping, it. and that was the other that was the other piece of luck in that I was able to. Um, I was able to keep it together from yeah. childhood yeah. Um, where so many people start collections and then they move house or something, or I was able to keep it in my mom's attic for, yeah. for to, you know, till like, I, you know, when I moved various different places. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, yeah. I didn't have to lug it with me and it wasn't a choice of uh, yeah. we're in a, an, an apartment and there isn't room yeah. for it. So it was uh, that was that was the one other other thing, and you know when I realised I had I just started scanning. I got mm. a scanner and I started um, I started scanning it and putting it up, and then started mm. the site. And the site go off. I just wanted to see if there was an interest in it. Yeah, it's there was that a WordPress site is like his Irish election literature yeah, WordPress did, yeah. site. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because there was wasn't it, there was that mushrooming and then people getting into it at that stage, but I think. One of the interesting things is, and it, and it's 
in a sense, I think it's down to the nature of the collection itself. Um, where others have fallen by the wayside, IEL has kept on going and it seems to become more and more successful. And it's, you're, you're sort of a go-to person in terms of media, elections and so forth. Because um, it's such a fantastic, you know, it's a huge resource there. Um, but did you find once you went online, there was a change in the nature of uh, the exercise? Did it get more exhaustive and more tricky or was it like did it make it easier in some ways it made it easier to get stuff the whole internet and that you were able to send an email or somebody was able to send an email to you i thought that's like, that's a massive thing rather than like going back to write, physically writing letters um it's 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 great it, it, you're able to show stuff off and you get over time you get um like i've it, I'm totally non-political in mm. the way I post things, mm. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, you might you can do stuff like, for instance, on Twitter. You might do something with with uh, humor, like for instance, yesterday I put up a travel guide, travel safety yeah. guide from yeah. uh, Fina Gaylor, yeah. um, just as the PUP stuff was going on, or mm. you put up something to do with. Um, like, do you remember the, the voting thing in the Dáil where Lisa Chambers, I think it was, or uh, Timmy Dooley or various different people were voting for each other? Mm. Um, and you throw up an electronic voting, it's easy. Um, <laughs> or even when the, the coalition was agreed, um, Ogre had Fianna Fáil had bought out a poster of um, a, a person that was half, half um, in Game of Thrones style of somebody who that was half Michal Martin and half Leo Varadkar. I was, which side are you on? And, you know, the, the relevancy of that kind of a year or two later. But that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. I'd have all this stuff stuff in the head. Yeah. Um, all this knowledge of, of how to use things um, in, in a way you wouldn't... I suppose most of the people wouldn't have the, either the election or the... Mm distracted brain that would think of these things <laughs> but you try and be you, you're bringing old stuff but trying to be copy, uh, topical to a degree as well yeah and but that raises an interesting issue as well because obviously using um the blog it's not even a blog i mean in that sense it's like it's it's an actual <laughs> website and you're using that that's that in a sense is the primary resource but then you're using as an outrider you're using twitter as a means of Twitter and Facebook. Publicizing it and Facebook and drawing people into it and in terms of, like, as you say, like, you get emails and so on and so forth. But, I mean, for instance, would you get people coming on Twitter and saying, look, I have a deposit of materials here. I think you'd love to see this. Or is that, or does it tend to be done more privately? People have got stuff and they want to send it. I'm curious about that, like the psychology of that almost. It's all, it's every way. Um, first of all, like, there's, it's not often, it's not always uh so, for instance, I'd, at the start of an election, I'd put out an appeal. Mm. Um, you wouldn't keep stuff for me because I'd like to have everything. <laughs> I, you know, you like to cover the whole country. Not, not that you like to have everything, but you like to cover the whole country and have it as representative. Again, I suppose it goes back to having everybody. And especially um, as those elected has got more diverse. Mm. Uh, because, you know, if you look back to the 80s, it was Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Labour, the Workers' Party, and there wasn't much else. Yeah. You know, a couple of independents. Where you look at the current Dáil, how many parties do you have, how many independents, especially the independents. Yeah. So for the likes of myself, it's great to get, say, you know, names like Healy Ray stuff, but also to get stuff about uh, somebody like Richard O'Donoghue, who mm -hmm. nobody knew a thing of uh, before the election. And you have his leaflet, and you go, ah, yeah, this is who he is, this is who he is. Fianna Fáil, I, in, I think. Yeah. In, in, yeah, but incidentally, um, <laughs> his leaflet is amazing. Really? It's just, yeah, one of his leaflets is just him, uh, him giving out checks at presentations for all various sports clubs and things. Okay. It's amazing. Wow. Love that. Um, but obviously, he's apparently he's very involved in the community and fundraising and that thing. But right. in another in another era, it may have looked different. It's very different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you don't have a fixed network, Alan, do you? With, uh, I sort of imagined you must have your go-to person in each constituency at this stage. For I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I, um, yeah, I do. And I also have people, I also have, I also have people in each party. Yeah. Um, they're in most parties. 
uh, it would so, some parties tend to churn members very quickly uh, a lot more than others so you might uh, you might have a good source and then they may be gone um or you might have, <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, it depends, and it's actually funny that the, that's that's the same with TDs and councillors, and that you 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 might you get to know your local representative. That's the thing my kids find funny, and that I know all the local TDs, and I know all the local councillors, um, just through necessity. And uh, you know, it's uh, I was devastated. A couple of my local councillors lost their seats at the last oh, local no. elections, and I was they'd been very good to me. And it was devastating. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> but actually, uh, I shouldn't really, but that would also, how kind people are to me, would mm. also uh, influence your vote in a way as well. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's... Nothing is value-free. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's... Um, it sounds like a very particular I, version of how people complain about the way Irish politics functions, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, I know. I'd have my have my thought, but it, it, certainly you get a preference of me. I don't, yeah. I don't know actually. I don't know how it works with the rest of the family. Oh, jeez, more stuff from them here. Them here. <laughs> but, uh, they vote for the person with the smallest poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, no. Uh, it's it's very it's very funny. Uh, the, but the, you build up a network of people and also uh, I have a couple of other collectors around the country who keep stuff for me and I'd swap with them and then I also send stuff off to if I've spare stuff I'd send it off to Portugal as well Right, okay and the connection with Portugal is, is actually a left-wing collection a connection, isn't it? It's a what? It's a left-wing connection, isn't it? Or is it? Oh no, Jesus, your man is everything Oh is he? Okay, okay, sorry uh, He has. He right. was He was a... Um, he would have been um, he would have been a Marxist Leninist and stuff in the early seventies, mm. I think, mm. and then changed. But uh, people in the people that volunteer within the the organization, ephemera is what the organization is, mm. archivo ephemera. The people that volunteer in that are all sorts of different political spectrums and none. Okay. Wow, interesting. Um, like for instance, the guy I know particularly well would have been involved. He um, had a big collection of stuff to do with the Masons, right? And uh, works for a, a right-wing political party. And um, and do they collect material from around the world as well as Ireland? Yeah. Or yeah, it's, okay, yeah. Oh, look, it's um, like, <laughs> I got. I was telling you, I got a shed. Yeah, got another, um, I was there actually this time last year. But they've got another warehouse, and when I say warehouse, they've got another warehouse since I was I was oh, over. Um, and what's what's their the, funding? I mean, I think your man is quite wealthy, but they've um, right. done deals with uh, universities and stuff to give access okay. to the collection for uh, academic purposes. Oh, um, so they have so they must, they have some f- formal kind of links as well, like an institutional link or something, do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, wow. But it's, I, I presume that, but they're just, they're mad. That's my ultimate ambition. Obviously, you won't get there. But like they've, um, like a, a places around the place, you, you can just drop off stuff. Right. Oh, wow, yeah. Nationwide around, yeah. Yeah. Well, like they've places in Porto, they've places in, um, in Lisbon. and But there is also, for instance, in the, when, for instance, the local elections or something are on, they will have, uh, you know, in Moscow, you know, you could have a cafe in Mayo and a cafe in Galway and a cafe, you know, various different places around there. Just, um, it's a mass, that's a massive network. And look at, I got, I got, um, got a pile of Portuguese Marxist Leninist stuff from them the other day. Fantastic. And it's, uh, uh, I'm actually my. I, I really have to learn Portuguese to be able to read all about how good Albania and everything is, <laughs> and China and. Uh, oh great! It's um, so, but it's just even you'd love them graphically, actually. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can ask something there, uh, Angus. Um, oh, I was yeah. No, I was just thinking that um, sorry, an obvious kind of corollary to that is if you. I don't know if the state turned around tomorrow with a big grant. Would you would you do that with your collection? Have a sort of oh, yeah. more formal institutional kind of thing, or oh, big time, yeah, yeah. 
But that's that's also the other the other part. If going back to what Kieran was saying about going online, you're showing it off. Mm. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, I'm sure it's the same with yourselves. People find stuff. Yeah, you, you actively ask people to do to get stuff, but people find stuff and people then give you stuff. Mm. And people approach you and uh, here I found this. I got a load of um, Ulster is not Ireland's not Czechoslovakia and some other stuff recently from the north. Somebody mm. was just had bought a house and was clearing it, um, and somebody on Twitter put him in touch with me and uh, said, "Would you be interested in it?" Oh, fuck That's <laughs> and actually, I, I must, I, I must, I must show it to you, Angus. I have uh, a load of uh, it was what looked like an electoral register, but it must have been wow. party one uh, from Belfast in the seventies. Okay, with everybody's name who voted um, crossed off, but there's like six or seven different um, clipboards uh, with names and stuff, and like it's real old, smelly. You know that kind of yeah. the, the paper smell, and um, but it's 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 just it's it's just fascinating. But I, it, I'd love to even know more about the area and everything uh, about where it was. But there's six different uh, six different ones of them, um, and I presume they're party tallies as to who was in and voting, as opposed to official. Um, they're not canvassing okay. sheets or whatever now. Hmm? They're not the canvassing sheets where they tick each house as likely votes. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. Okay. Maybe it was. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll have a I'll have another look. Like even I, like I got um, I got a lot of hate block stuff off somebody. Somebody their uncle died, and uh, they were clearing out the house. Had no idea he had this stuff and. There was a I got a I got a roll of uh, high block posters and a Dunn's bag on the corner bag strip one most time. See, people don't you know that somebody could go and try and sell it and stuff and you, you just ask. But if you just give it away, you know that it'll get um, at some stage it'll be displayed. And already yeah. some of them got displayed and then we can go they all just carry on. And that, that's the only thing people about the visibility of being online and stuff. People, like for instance, same with yourself, people will give you stuff rather than give it to a museum because they know it will see the light of day. Like yeah. if you gave yeah. uh, uh, Red Patriot from 1974 mm-hmm. to the National Museum, I don't think it would see the light of day. Yeah. Because they're swamped. They're swamped mm-hmm. with stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the things we were talking about um, in the first podcast we did, actually, um, the way an informal kind of archive works is that you know, obviously it's disadvantages because, you know, you don't have the kind of resources that like an institutional one would have, but the network of people you build up around it and like we were just saying, there's basically kind of like crowdsourcing um, all the information about documents and, you know, like the comments on, on left archive posts often, you know, people who know more about it than we yeah. do are in there and, you know, I think it works very different. Like it'd be kind of, you know, if it was a national library or something, you just it, it's a much more static thing then you don't get that kind of um... it's both the static thing and you you, you may have a, an expert on the Irish left but I doubt it mm. um, I tend to agree so, certainly you wouldn't have but but it is static it's uh, and by its very nature they can't comment too much on it mm. um, in that you, you, you wouldn't have an opinion or you just this is a copy of from yeah when and, yeah. and so yeah. on uh, and the, but the the informal archives allow a different type of expertise just as you say um and uh, if they're online and stuff they're a lot more accessible mm. um like now that said there are uh, there's lots of there's lots of uh, private archives that nobody ever sees mm. and nobody has an idea about yeah as well but mm. because you're out in the public and, and showing stuff off either online or physically that's a big difference yeah i think like again we've been discussing this you know this sense of what what are archives about now and uh you know i think i think if you get a finger on it it's like this i think for all of us it's getting it out there it's getting the sense that there's an audience out there who are not going to see it otherwise i work yeah 
Um, <laughs> I've, you know, I've other things. I can't really take five. I can't really take a week off to go and sit in the reading room. Yeah. Um, and then kind of actually try and see what I want to get, mm. look at, um, and see if it's available, and then book all the. Now I know I know a few people in there that <laughs> would help me, but even still, it's it's a question of taking time. And if you're at home, you can um, you know do a shed for the night or <laughs> whatever you want. But you know you can you can go out and you can you can or you go in here um, and you can find what you want. Yeah, it's uh, and go through it. It's interesting. I mean, really, we're gonna we were gonna ask you about like the limits of your collection, but I mean, obviously, in a sense, everything is in, isn't it? Oh, pretty much. It is. Okay. Oh yeah, coronavirus. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Who's that from? Oh, it's from Jim O'Dolly's sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's the other thing. I've a little coronavirus collection as well. Just, just, um, just a couple of things. Well, a lot more things than a couple, but I think it's really interesting to keep uh, all these things that were normal for a couple of weeks and a couple of months. Absolutely. Um, and a few, like, uh, actually, I have some horrible uh, National Party stickers, and uh, don't know if you saw these some schools and things. No, what are they? Oh, the antidote is, is nationalism. Wow. The virus is globalism. The antidote is nationalism. Wow. Oh, wow. So, and yet that's that's a political thing. Mm, very strongly. I actually saw one of them on um, one of my walks, uh, one of my Corona walks. Yeah. And uh, I ended up, I think I got about 10 of them. I ripped the rest of them off the, it's very rare it rips, it Unless I was taking them for myself, but I, I ripped a load, a load of them down. There's none left in the area. Right. right. <laughs> but that was in cities. It was around the time of the what's that crowd of the farmers, the the farmer crowd out in North Dublin. I, I, I can't remember their names, but they they uh, they had imported workers or something at the start. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, that crowd were. They were monopoly, yeah, but, but, but that's it. Like I've, I've stuff from the far right and I've stuff from the far left. Yeah, um, yeah. and I've stuff everything in between. But it's actually you can see the rise. It means anybody will contact anybody would contact me to see if I have anything on, mm-hmm. you know, from X, Y, and Z. That's Aside from the names, the normal uh, things where people would get in contact to see if you have. Um, my grandfather was a TD, you'd only met in front of him, or yeah. your yeah. grandfather was a councillor, that type of stuff as well. And that's lovely to be able to provide that service too. Mm, big time. And to you, like the last two years, obviously with a raft of elections, I mean, I presume in some respects this will be the busiest time for you, the last 24 months or the last 18 months between all the gener- the different elections and what have you. And do you find like, Around this time, you get a greater influx of material coming in, or you know, donations. Well, they like do that. at election time, but uh, yeah. luckily, um, and I'm also because I work in town, I'm able to go to a lot of protests. Yeah, so pro- protests are great as well for getting stuff from obscure groups, and also you get an idea, you're able to tell a history of, um, you know, if you think of you know, all the water charges protests, yeah. then, um. Even the way, although it's funny, the opening how during the austerity era, the opening year, uh, the opening day of the Doyle after the recess, mm. I think um, in September, whenever it was, uh, that was always a massive day for protest. Like literally, there, there'd be different people protest. You know, the nurses would be there at ten, the teachers would be there at eleven, the next crowd would be there, and mm. then there'd be a big rally at lunchtime, and then, and that has stopped. It was weird. But you know the the home housing protests, yeah. Um, and I try to get. I haven't. Um, the more obscure the protest, uh, the, the, the you know the the other something we're looking near. You're thinking of long term as well. Mm. In that, um, especially with the COVID and stuff, but please God, will be gone in a year or two. Mm. Uh, but you're looking at things that will tell a story and be tell a bit of history as well. 
And just just on the protests outside, why do you think it is? Is it that a sense, in a sense, the I mean, obviously, austerity never ended. But do you think in a sense, in a public perception or the framing of it, people decided they weren't going to continue protesting like that outside or like what's your read on that? The issue's changed. Right. The issue's changed to the, if you were looking at the big protests, it was environment. It was the school kids. It was, um, like some of those, you saw, I'm sure you saw them going through town. They were massive. I never saw a a lunchtime protest that big. Yeah, massive. Like yourself, and we've gone to protest for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. I never saw a crowd as big. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But that was the, that was the reason, um, I presume that was the reason. But but you also had the abortion referendum and stuff in between the ending of, and that took a huge amount of uh, uh, people's attention as well. And activism around it. Yeah, there was a lot of people who um, were really active. Mm. uh, Were really active for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, between austerity, the the marriage equality, mm. uh, the abor- abortion, and literally nonstop, and then it stopped. That was that was one, and um, the parties, uh, some of the a lot of parties were trying to keep people engaged, mm. and weren't able to mm. um, because the not because the, the, the issue had been uh, to a degree one. Um, yeah. And now, of course, with the pandemic, that's stifled. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's, I, I, for instance, the, I would have loved to have gone into the Black Lives Matter, but I, I, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, here's as well. I, yeah. suppose I, don't to, I don't want to say all those, but I didn't want to take a, I didn't want to take a chance. There's um, a health issue. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of to, course. to go in, yeah. I would love to go in. Similarly, yeah, I, and even actually, I would have loved to go. I'd love to go into the, the nut jobs outside the GPO. And get stuff, but I don't want to. Yeah, um, I don't want to get uh, get anything off them. Yeah, it's like it's you don't want to be in that now. photograph either. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because, actually, I don't want to. Yeah, because I know, like the left archive, for instance, it's funny when you're saying about protests. Um, the number of things that you've uh, donated across, um, which just in the last twelve months, like we have. A rise press statement, uh, CWI Ireland, which of course is effectively the original SP as was, but not the SP and not Rise. Um, their public housing and public land from last year, Extinction Rebellion. You got us a lovely leaflet actually from Extinction Rebellion, which is fantastic. Uh, Wake up to act now uh, again from twenty nineteen, and I mean you're 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 sending stuff our way, and in some ways, um, I think it's of your own yeah. activism in terms of and you're. You're not an activist in, 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 in the traditional sense, but in the sense like that you're getting out there, you're going to protests, um, you're sampling the materials, and there's some that are obviously absolutely ideal for um, Irish election literature as a site, and then there's others which you pass on to us, which, you know, are fantastic. But it's, it's, it's absolutely essential, because for some of these groups, they have no printed... Now, I mean, we're not just about printed stuff, we're moving into more social media stuff in the last... 12 months by dint of lots of things but just simply they don't have a printed presence that we can utilise in order to get them onto the left archive and so materials like that are absolutely they're essential really and I, I presume it's the same for yourself as well oh yeah yeah I've got again back, it's like the bingo having every group yeah um, and I, <laughs> I write to I write to groups uh, you wouldn't send us a few things mm. um, and like I have a lot more but the problem is that people who know me sent them to me. So I have a few things, I have a few militant stuff, um, mm. Socialist Labour Party and other stuff mm. that I've, some of it I've scanned, mm. that I have to put up myself first yeah. because somebody I know gave them to me to put up on the site. Yeah, and then, course, yeah. You, you know that... Um, we it goes have a similar back obligation, to, yeah. And, and yeah, you no, you know what I mean? And people like to see it then. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing when somebody gives you, gives you something. That you, there's an obligation. I'm just presuming it's the same with yourself. There's an 100%. obligation. Because, and it's the whole thing of what you said there. It's like you, people are very kind and uh, generous and they'll take these things, some of which have a deep personal meaning to them. And you kind of feel, in a sense, 
it's yeah, it's obligation. But it's also just like it's kind of respecting if somebody's going to go to that effort for us or for you. Don't you feel you have to reciprocate on some oh, level? Of course, yeah. of course. And then then you have, uh, especially uh, probably more so with yourself, in that um, a lot of the publications are things that were collected during a certain time in a person's life. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. Um, that where that where they were very active um, in certain organisations, mm. opposed to just yeah, not, not that people who give me stuff. Actually, some some of these people were quite active themselves, but it was just it's the it's a different thing. But again, they, um, I think a lot of people are afraid as well uh, that somebody somebody will find these things and throw them out. Yeah, um, well, I mean. It's funny you should say that because I've got a document um, uh, which I know was banned because it was provisional IRA. It wasn't provisional Sinn Féin, it was provisional IRA. My father got it. I don't know where he got it. He got it sometime in the 70s. Now, I know there's a copy in Galway, UCG, uh, but I've never quite got to the point where I've scanned it in to post it up. And I, I presume I will at some point. But there's always something at the back of my mind. Do you really want to put that up just yet? I'll leave for another year or two, you know, that kind of way. And and it's funny because I doubt I'm breaking any law one way or another. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you've had exactly the same experience. So stuff is given to you and you say, uh, maybe not just quite yet. I have some stuff from, St- for instance, I have some stuff from Sarah. Oh, yeah. S A R A D H, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I've put, I've put some, I've put some posters, some Sarah posters that I have. I've put mm. them up on Facebook, mm. uh, but I haven't put them on the website. Right, that's interesting. Um, I will in time, but yeah. uh, um, and again because people actually, it was um, Rovers fans up in Derry, mm. up in. Last year, the year before, actually, it was before your one, Lyra McKee was uh, murdered. Yeah. Um, that Sarah were giving out leaflets spread to the Rovers fans going in in Derry. So mm. one of the, some lad kept stuff for me and gave, yeah. gave me copies. And, so. and again, it's again, you almost feel like when somebody does that, you're obligated to put it to post it. Yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, he would. But simultaneously, yeah, you got to kind of think about the uh, the sensitivities as well. Yeah, and, and like, um, again, there's only a tiny bit of, um, there's only a tiny bit of, of far more stuff from uh, some of the far-right parties. I wouldn't put it, uh, I wouldn't put it on the, the site. You've, okay. you've also you got think... unionist material. Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, sorry, sorry I was just thinking that, that it, like, does it depend a bit on how contemporary it is as well? That yeah, you know, if when it's, it's a piece uh, of history, it's very different from if it's yeah. Like it's I got yeah, somebody sent me a pamphlet, uh, National Socialist Workers Party of Ireland uh, pamphlet from the eighties, and it's gas. Mm. No, obviously it's horrendous. But it's, yeah, uh, but, but it's uh, it's all about infighting. <laughs> in the um, there's somebody else claiming to be them, and he's going around, and he's uh, he's. Uh, Whatever the the actually, I have it here somewhere. But anyway, it was it was the equivalent of in the pay of George Soros and Bill Gates, the eighties oh, right. equivalent of whatever right. that was. Right. Um, <laughs> so it was yeah, that type of. Oh my god, that's fantastic! That, that type of stuff. But no, that was that's that's uh, yeah, there's a judgment. There's a judgment with mm. some of that. Yeah, um, that I don't. Uh, because they're they're, they're incredible, the, like um, the way they can twist historical uh, historical thoughts and hist- historical um, speeches. Mm. To so they they have a, a phrase with Patrick Pierce, and it comes looking like Patrick Pierce is a racist or whoever, and uh, that's that's not yeah what it was again I guess the sensitivity and how to frame it and what have you. Uh, that reminded me of something actually um, in terms of you have unionist material as well, don't you? Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, so do we. We've only got a small stock. We've got some, but but it's an interesting one because there are people on the left who'd feel very strongly that no unionist formation could be left-wing. Now our attitude is, has been say the PUP considered itself left-wing or at least left-ish. So to me that's the justification and we put it in because it's there. Uh, but 
but that's I, I guess in a sense you don't have to wrestle with that as an issue because it's a party on the island of Ireland I mean it's Irish election well, yeah I, I know I look at I've stuff from all over the world yeah yeah of course um, because you know obviously of Porks Portuguese male stuff yeah I've watching a yoke on uh, Turkey there earlier of Turkish stuff of um, stuff from Africa um, so obviously stuff from the States Canada uh, Brazil uh, even funny I think my daughter was doing a thing on Kazakhstan there recently and I was able to produce some stuff from Kazakhstan for her. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> So that was uh, probably the that, only man in Ireland, or only person, or only woman. In yeah, Ireland. no, it was just it was just funny. Uh, but that's we see you end up in. Um, I've ended up in kind of uh, sticker collector groups, political sticker collector groups. Yeah. And, uh, and actually, that's the other thing about collecting. Uh, here, um, there's a limit to the material that's produced. Oh. Um, like I'm in some American collector groups, and we're, every now and then there's um, somebody coming up and uh, uh, they've gone broke because mm. they were addicted to collecting um, to collecting a certain politician or um, certain badges or whatever. Oh, that right. if you want, it just goes back to being a completist. Yeah, if you wanted everything to do with Kennedy or a lot of them choose certain politicians yeah. um, or certain presidents and they want everything to do with that person or everything from that area and they just can't help themselves and they end up going bust. Oh my God. Um, because, uh, so you have to be very, very careful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's, uh, it's, I suppose it's like gambling or something. It's, it can be a, an addiction in that you have to buy, uh, you see something and you have to buy it. Yeah, um, and they've, that's the other thing I'd love to have uh, swap fairs or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where, like, they have big, well, pre-COVID, they have big fairs and stuff um, uh, for swapping and showing off and everything. Mm. I think they'd, they'd be, uh, they'd be, gr- they'd be a great thing to have here. If, uh, if anyone was interested in, uh, yeah, you and me, we, we, we could go. We go. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It reminds me because you're just saying there about Americans. It's a political podcast. We'll have to put it in the show notes, but um, uh, it's very good. And the Ameri- the guy who runs it, uh, he's got some fantastic contact contacts. He was, I think, a Washington journalist at one point, radio reporter. But he gives out little badges as gifts, you know, or for little prizes, you know, the little lapel badges. And I'm thinking the luxury of this, these beautiful little artefacts, and he's just giving them out. He's kind of throwing them like, you know, confetti at a wedding. It's like, we couldn't even dream of that. That'd be a disaster. (laughs) If we had five, we'd count ourselves lucky. (laughs) Um, But this, sorry, this raises another issue as well. Given, uh, you know, I mean, and maybe it's very slightly off the point, but maybe it's not. We're now in a situation where there's a pandemic and the pandemic obviously is impacting on political activity, as you've said already, in terms of protests and so forth. What do you think the short term fallout is in terms of the sort of materials that you're collecting and that we're collecting? I mean, where do you think things are going to be for the next six to 12 months? I was laughing. I was up um, the first match back after the lockdown or, you know, when the GA went back. Mm. Uh, they were playing the friendly up in Thomas Davis's at yeah. the, the club's junior B hurlers, and um, up and down. Uh, so I was just going for and dropped the young fellow up there, and I was just going for a walk around the area. And uh, I noticed there was a poster for an online meeting, uh, a rise online meeting, but an actual physical poster advertising an online meeting. And I thought that's that's class. That's but, interesting. Um, I'm walking on to my local TD and see what he can do for me. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just, I just thought that was brilliant. And even actually yesterday, uh, one arrived um, from earlier on in the year, um, from early on in the summer, from uh, Mary Siri Kearney, who's now a senator. Right. And it was a, but it was a, a leaflet, a leaflet advertising a webinar. And, wow. Uh, Okay. But a letter, she obviously got the thing printed. Yeah. And um, a letter came with it. Oh, do I have the letter here? The le- a letter came with the leaflet hmm. um, to say that 
this was um, this leaflet was put into this leaflet was prepared and distributed using gloves. Everybody was using hand sanitizer. Everybody was using um, uh, you know so um, all sorts of things, and it's perfectly fine. And you know it was it was really as well as some general COVID stuff, but it was just really um, really interesting um, for, for the historical point of view. And even now, like. Uh, Felt called Jim O'Leary had was had COVID nineteen leaflets, mm-hmm. and then COVID started, so he couldn't actually put them out. He had them printed, and um, he hadn't got most of them out by the time because he couldn't really. Nobody was going to at that stage. Nobody was going to touch anything a leaflet that went through their letterbox. Yeah, so he kindly sent me one of them. Um, there's other other things. Even actually, sorry, I'm going off track here. And the COVID no, thing. that's great. But even the, the the newspaper advertisements or the booklets and how the booklets changed and how the roadmap changed mm. over the mm-hmm. the time is of interest as well. Yeah. But uh, I even actually sorry, I have another one. The the what you call them the yeah your the CWI sent me a poster for an online meeting that they had as well. All right. Um, uh, and I don't know like Black Lives Matter meeting, but they had nice. plastered uh, lampposts um, with uh, you know A4 things with this. But I thought I thought it was uh, it's clever. Um, that's the, yeah. so that's the way forward, at least in the immediate. People still yeah. do leaflets, but webinars. Yeah, it's very interesting to see the two things kind of overlapping in that way. That you know the way you you hear sometimes about our election posters, even that that people from other countries find that slightly antiquated that we still have them on the polls and things, you know. So oh, they work. it's interesting they for online work. meetings to still be distributing in that way. Like. Well, it was another, but apparently I thought they were the they were the first, but I was told that Gino Kenny had posters up uh, a month earlier, and they actually had a QR code at the bottom that you could you That's could scan no to better get man. The, <laughs> the details of the meeting. So I think it's a uh, sharp operator, that man. But I thought it was very, very clever. Um, but again, that's the moving with the time. Yeah, obviously, there won't be too many protests or meetings, um, even. Yeah. Um, but unless it's a particularly pressing issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't see too many protests happening. And like, can you imagine a socially distanced Odesh? Like, Almost. if you think, if you think it's, say, the, the conference center. Like Michal Martin or, or Leo or whoever, you know, speaking up and they've 160 in their place that should have 2,000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that they'll have to have it on the field in Crow Park or something. Yeah. Um, you know, where you, everyone will be able to socially distance. Um, sure. Was, the whole point of an Ardesh is that it isn't socially distanced, you know, so you can get and talk to people and you can kind of yeah, no, no, but it's a change minds and heart. Yeah. They're brilliant. Oh, that's, oh, that's incredible. You've, like yourselves and ahead of ourselves, you've um, taken the step into podcasting. And do you see that as a, um, like, what impelled you into that? I mean, was it in part the pandemic? Was it in part like, okay, this is another medium which is worth using or some combination of this? And um, Time. Right. The, the, the pandemic, I have two hours extra a day. Right, okay, yeah, from travel. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, and... And not just that, like, uh, you know, the, between the commute, but there was things, sport wasn't on. Um, uh, even for, uh, to go to, like, obviously, I can't go to Rovers anymore mm. at the moment until they're, they're, they're actually allowing people in. Yeah. Um, I can't go to Crow Park. I can't go to Parnell Park or wherever. Um, it's only my own kids' matches that you're able to go to. Right. Um, or, the you know, the teams I'm involved with. Mm. So it's not... Uh, okay. It, and the training and stuff. Mm-hmm. So suddenly I've gone from, you You went from being busy, I suppose everyone was the same, but you went from being busy every night of the week with something yeah. uh, to, and, and especially at weekends, I, I found it weird having Saturdays and Sundays to myself. Yeah. Not to myself, but uh, to, well, no, I know, yeah. Um, having having them less, less uh, full. So yeah. at, at time, I just, I was... Here will I start a podcast? And uh, I was thinking about it for a while, and I'm looking at it, and I was looking at what to do mm. because there's no uh, where would my knowledge fit in and my collection, and 
where would everything fit in that mm. wouldn't overlap and would have a niche? And what I have is a niche mm. in that uh, I have um, a knowledge of small parties and groups and campaigns and so on yeah. that a lot of people wouldn't have because they tend to, every, I suppose most people concentrate on the mm. bigger picture. Mm. But I, I always look, loved looking at the smaller pictures. Yeah. And again, going back to being a completist, having leaflets from these smaller groups that might have put up one or two candidates yeah. in one election ever. Um, it's, it's just so, and there's so many interesting stories. Um, like last, the last one that came out was the one about the TV deflectors. Mm. Uh, I hadn't known much mm. about that. I just knew Tom Gilday, and Tom Gilday got elected. I was going, oh my god, who are these fellas? You know, the, but actually, you realised it was um, the whole debate on TV had been going for years. And mm. um, like even somebody had had stood in 1977 on the ticket of rather than RT having a second channel that uh, they rebroadcast BBC to the rest of the whole country. Yeah. Um, and it was a rural urban thing because people, you and I in Dublin, yeah. um, had BBC and UTV. Mm. But if you were down in Mayo, you weren't entitled to get it. And yet, why should they get it and we not get it? Mm. And there were so many issues that play there. Um, some of the other things like the Blind Men's Party, even actually, I did one on the hemophiliac uh, mm. in the nineteen ninety one local elections. Yeah, uh, two people contact me afterwards, thanking me for it, and uh, as a reminder, because their parents had run, and they had played it to, uh, they played it to their mother who was in hospital and stuff, and it brought back a lot of uh, positive memories. Yeah. But there's also many little stories within elections. Mm. Every every election. Everybody looks at the winners and losers, but actually there's so many little stories within elections that are, are well worth telling. Like I think uh, I've got the CPIML, I've uh, one on the Cannabis Legislation Legalisation Party and the Justice Party of a fellow called Ubi Dwyer, who ran in the early oh, 80s. And, yeah. and he was a... Um, now his campaigns were weird, but he was just a uh, an amazing character in that he'd been promoting u- uh, music festivals in the UK, free music festivals in the UK for years. Mm. Came back to Dublin, uh, became very involved in cannabis and um, campaign to legalise cannabis. Mm. Then decided to set up this uh, justice party. Uh, didn't uh, decide to drop the cannabis bit because it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't uh, thing, and then ran and. He also he, he ran on this very pro well it wasn't pro cannabis but he ran on the H block um, not official H block but but back the H block hunger uh, yeah. strikers and he was the only candidate in Dunleary who did um, uh, in 1981 so polled the uh, bones of a thousand votes for uh, for a lad living in a caravan in, in Glenageary it was wow it? wow uh, on the bike but there's as I say there's so many little stories of people. Um, that's just it's a, and there's so much material, mm. wealth material of parties and groups, and regularly people are uh, are contacting me. Here, did you try? Do you know anything about this group? And I might know something, but then you start investigating it, and you realise there's quite a much bigger story there, um, than you had previously thought. That's interesting. I mean, sorry, you're going to say something, Angus? Yeah, the, no, I was just thinking that sometimes you. I mean, it depends on the on the type. But sometimes you see a minor kind of candidate or party or something, and you think, "Oh, that's daft." Or you kind of, you know, people just kind of laugh at that one thing they've heard about it. And you, you know, I think that's what's really interesting about the podcast as well. Is I mean, some of them are very serious. Some of them are. I mean, you you, you covered the one outing of the monster raving loony party, for example. That, but um, is that you kind of see that even okay, even if you don't share their politics or whatever, the 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 story and the history and the and the work people have done mm. in each of these stories is kind of is is uh, is huge you know um i even even i think quite broadly in in the materials you put online and the archive um and the same for the irish left archive um it, it's it's a constant reminder that whatever you might personally think about the politics of the of the materials the um this sort of story and history of how how these things were put together is um 
and the amount the, just the sheer amount of of um energy people have put into these things is, is yeah yeah totally and like i i was particularly felt i had to do the waterford people's party because they were a party not quite important but they were very much a store part of the left and there was nothing about them online or very little. Mm. There was two sentences in the, the Lost Revolution and mm. yet they had a big impact in that had they not, uh, that um, inter-union dispute in the docks in Waterford not existed, the WP could have won that seat in 87 and held on to it in 89 and so on and so on and maybe there would have been a different you know, just and potentially yeah. held on to it in the early nineties when the party split, and therefore yeah. the WP would retain a national presence. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. very interesting point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's other, other, you know, I, the other thing is trying to find. Um, like I was trying, starting to do one on the Socialist Labour Party, mm. but trying to find the night the candidates um, in the nineteen seventy nine local elections is a disaster. Really? I have, there's so many of them, but they, just the bloody electoral, you're looking at the electoral strategy and you're going, why are you running four candidates in one area? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, if you think, it's funny, before we started this, we were talking about the, the government and you think mm. they have some cop on. But it's amazing how <laughs> there was no electoral arithmetic or anything in a lot of these people, uh, people's minds. It's, it's, uh, or else it was everybody wants to run, don't upset anybody, you know. Yeah, I mean, with the SLP, that have had Noel Brown would be a sitting TD, but it wasn't his seat, was it? Or it wasn't his area where there was people running for the council, was? Or well, I presume somebody. Oh, they were all over the country, but there were certain areas. Like, it was actually his areas because he he was Dublin North Central, I think, or Dublin. Yeah. No, um, yeah. You're looking and you're going, my God, you could have made a breakthrough. Yeah. If you thought about it, yeah, it's if, funny, uh, isn't it? Because I mean, you you do um, very regular posts on the Cedar Lounge Revolution in terms of with a forensic um, uh, detail in terms of candidates coming up for elections, either at local level or wherever. And you know, it's really it's fascinating to read it because, as you say, there's the stories behind it. But you're also looking, you're going. I wonder why they're running two candidates there. But I think, would you say now, and I mean, again, perhaps this seems a bit off the, the point, but do you think there's a greater degree of, and, and particularly on the left, but do you think there's a greater degree of, and I don't like the word professional at all, but um, maybe, again, attention to detail in relation to um, candidate selection and candidate deployment in areas now on the part of, say, parties like PBP, the Socialist Party, um Obviously, Sinn Féin's a bigger party again, but do you know what I mean? In terms of the left now, across the left, do you think people are a bit more clued in, say, than the SLP was back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bar European elections. <laughs> <laughs> a bone of contention uh, for many. Yeah, oh, sorry, that was, a, that was a joke. No, of course they are. Um, although, like, you see, they're all one under one umbrella, aren't they? Um PBP solidarity and Ronnie's, of course, yeah, and um, they're all under one umbrella. Um, they're certainly, I think, actually, the, I suppose that goes back to the election and the vote left, um, vote left transfer that, left, yeah, vote left transfer left, yeah, um, and that was quite that actually worked to a great, very good extent, mm. uh. And I think actually that was the that was a different thing. You know, like it came from the voters rather than the parties. It came from the voters who wanted change, who wanted rid of Fine Gael, who wanted rid of Fianna Fáil, and said, "If I can, I'm voting left, I'm transferring left, I'm going as far away from them as possible." Um, and I presume, even though you know, obviously the the, the Greens went into government, I don't think that, I don't think they had much of a choice, right? They had climate. You know, you can't say, ah, they're going to leave Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael of all people <laughs> in for five years and they'll improve the climate policy. Things will be better when they're... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and yes, there's all sorts of things wrong, but uh, they they were in a catch-22 situation once they went into talks for government. Right. 
But that, that whole trans, I, th- I presume that will be even more so with the next general election. That, that was going to be my next thought and question to you. Like, I mean, with your, with your, well, let's reach for a cliche, but with your crystal ball in front of you, what's your feeling? I mean, do you think that across, say, the next, and I mean, give it two and a half years, five years or whatever, or any point in between, do you think that the consolidation of a left transfer, le- vote left transfer left, vote either with or without the Greens is going to remain reasonably cohesive across that period of time? Or do you think in actual fact it's going to dissipate? What's your fear? I mean, what's your instinct on this? Obviously you can't say. I, I think I think it will uh, I think it will stay. But the other thing is is I think the Labour Party will improve. Ah, interesting. Um, when you hear people giving out now they seem to be getting an awful lot of coverage relative to their strength. But I think that's one of the problems for the government in that you have Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens and then you have Sinn Féin, Labour, the Social Democrats, the uh, whoever, you know, um, PBP, Solidarity. Mm. Um, and you can't, if you're having a TV show or a radio show or whatever, you have to interview one the opposition and you have to interview one one of the government. I think there was something in the papers or something at the weekend about Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael wanting uh, one of their uh, Fianna, Gael, Fianna Fáil rep and a Fianna Gael rep on each TV programme or each radio <laughs> programme. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> the, 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 that was laughed at the door. But that's yeah. one of the other things from the dynamic of the current government is that you have uh, rather than Sinn Féin, over the previous, while the confidence of supply was on, you would have had Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin, say, and Fianna Gael on. And now you can only have the, the choice for broadcasters is limited. And so they will have Aidan or Aidan or Aidan uh, on about the schools. They will have whoever on about you know, just certain areas yeah. where they'll, they'll get coverage. Now, whether it's good for them, but at the moment, it's sure it's just so easy to land a punch in the crowd. Yeah. Um, anybody, anybody could land a punch. Paul Murphy's on. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's very hard for them to carve out a space again with the with the SDs there as well. No, um, because you have a lot of. If you look at that that Fine Gael, same Fine Gael in the polls at the moment. Mm. That's a very soft. What ten, fifteen percent mm. at the top of it. Um, that's a very soft. Let's say say it's a very soft ten percent on the top of it, and that ten percent probably, a lot of it probably went from came from Fianna Fáil, right. and so it's a soft centre righty centre vote that would have gone for Fianna Gael or, or or Fianna Fáil, and that and as well there's probably some Greens going as well. So there's a competition to win them. So obviously some will go to Sinn Fein, some will go to. Social Democrats, mm-hmm. but Labour are—that's the market Labour are in—is yeah. for that soft. They're not. How to put it? They're not competing on the left for left votes. They're competing in the centre to get that votes that were in kind of centre green or centre Fine Gael or centre Fianna Fáil, um, and they're probably best placed because the Greens won't be as. Um, our, our greens are unlikely to be as vote friendly the next time. Yeah, that's interesting. Though you wouldn't. Well, say just a, that's just a theory. He yeah. has to have the candidates. There's no point in thinking. Well, that's true, Kelly yeah. is a different type of leader. He's he's you know he's vocal. He's can land punches. Mm. That's interesting. And then for the greens, of course, being in government, presumably they've got great increased numbers, so they're not going to suffer the same sort of wipeout. That they suffered the last time around, one presumes, but no, they won't. They won't. Mm. The only thing is, uh, I don't know what will happen. I, I, there's certain. It also depends on also what happens climate in the meantime, mm. and yeah. also what happens all those people who have left the Green Party. Mm. Is there a Green left? Is there, is there a Green left that will take up? Mm. Um, all these the the climate protesters, the the the, the scoop people who started off in what last year or the year before, uh, mm. doing the school strikes mm. and so on, 
there's quite a cohort of young voters about to come on to the scene. Yeah. And would be a lot more, I think you, if you have children, you know, they're a lot more mm. environmentally aware and everything that we mm. ever were and we do our best and yeah. even simple stuff down to that you're putting the thing, wrong thing in the recycling, you know, yeah. um, never mind the, the planet. Um, that there's a whole raft of younger voters who should yeah. be green. Yeah. Uh, coming on. And if they're, like that's what I think I've said to you in a conversation before, mm. like I couldn't believe why the Greens weren't, didn't have posters of the fires in Australia mm. or in the news all over the place. And yeah. The earth is burning yeah. and pictures yeah. and Raymond Ryan or whoever <laughs> on them. But I thought that would be visually effective yeah. and communicate, communicate the, the emergency that yeah. the climate emergency we were in at the moment. Now, God knows, there's probably going to be some climate, some climate events mm. over the next few years, mm. and they will have to be used. But if arrive, the green problem with the Green Party is that not other people take their clothes because people have always taken their clothes. Mm. But if a proper green left thing starts that is more attractive to voters. Mm. Um, that could be a problem. They could be. They could be in trouble. But it has to have green. That's why the rise. I don't think will get that um, market. It has to have a green left, like like um, like Nordic green left or the yeah. other green left mm. movements throughout Europe. Yeah. So in a sense, it has, yeah. If I was one of, uh, if I was either, if I was people before profit or rise, I'd change my name. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, no, I would. Yeah, I would. interesting. Um, because yeah. that's where the, that's where the next next battle is. There yeah. will always be, and it's tied into can be tied into the environment. The the socialism tied in with the environment in a way, and that would appeal. And you know, I, that's why. Yeah, the, the, I was just thinking the Rise acronym is uh, ostensibly Radical Internationalist Socialist Environmentalist, although. Yeah. Doesn't mean voters are going to be aware of that, but um, no, no, I know that. Yeah, uh, I know that. There's a there's a there's a real strength in that in the fact that the Greens have the franchise essentially, isn't there? Like, yeah, but so you have to actually have a green name. You have to have a name, Green Left, or or something. Thanks for joining us, Alan. And um, can you let listeners know where they can contact you and where they can find the podcast and so on? Um, the podcast if, is should be on all major podcast providers. Um, just look up the others, Alan, the Alan Kinsella podcast, or just Alan Kinsella. I think you'll find it because not too many of us out there. Bar fellow used to play for Athlone and Bows. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Electionlist, uh, Facebook at Irish Political Ephemera, uh, Irish Election Literature at gmail.com, and the website is irishelectionliterature.com. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks a million, Alan. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks, Thanks, Angus. Thanks a million.